This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary Roughness. roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown Raiders. Would you believe it? This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. Well, I guess it's officially March Madness, you know? Talked about March Madness in pretty good detail last week. We know that we're on the heels of the, or actually on the doorstep of the NCAA tournament. But we talked about March Madness as it came to the NFL and what was going on in the AFC West and everything as last week was crazy. And it was still a couple days away from free agency. Well, now it's official. It is the 2022 NFL season. We're about an hour in. And the Raiders, they might have showed up fashionably late. They might have got to the party a little bit later than people expected or wanted. But just like all cool cats that get to the party a little bit late, they've made their arrival. They've showed up. And in my opinion, they've showed out. In my opinion, I think they're right on time. It was everybody else. Whenever, was, whenever you're fashionably late, you're always on time. It was everybody else rushing like, oh, when are they going to get there? Right. When are they going to make a move? Hey, we're going to get there when we get there. They That's were they trying said. to get to the club to the, you know, the time when you can get in the club for free. Raiders like, I ain't worried about getting to the, in the club for free. You get, Well, if you're on the guest list, you got to be there by 1030. Eh, it's all good. I'll pay to get in. That was definitely the Jaguars. <laughs> yeah, they got to the party <laughs> real early. They got there before the DJ did. And that's okay. That's what they had to do. They had to jump on this type of situation, but the Raiders, they laid back. They relaxed. They sipped on a couple little drinks before they head to the club. And now they're in there. And a lot of activity has gone on today, and we're here to talk about it throughout the course of the show, Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. My man, Demond Cotton, your boy Q. I know JT the Brick just wrapped up his show, had a lot of stuff to talk about, and a lot of news really started breaking during his show, and so we're going to continue to talk about it. And, of course, we want to hear from you throughout the course of the show. Now, we have so much coming up on the show at the same time because, of course, we don't know when news is going to break. So we plan accordingly to what we think may happen, but we don't know. So we plan our shows around just what we plan our shows around. So we have a lot coming up on this show today, and we have a lot coming up on the shows the rest of the week. I'll just go ahead and throw it out there right now to you. But coming up at 2.30, Vic Tafer from The Athletics is going to join us to break everything down, break down everything that's been going on. If he believes the Raiders got better today, and if they, he does believe they got better, how did they get better? What does some of the moves that they made, what does that mean to him? You know, how, What does that mean for the Raiders' defense in particular? One of the big pieces of news that happened earlier today, uh, the Raiders and Chandler Jones agreed to a three-year deal worth $51 million. And immediately when I saw that, I said, wow, you got Chandler Jones, you got Max Crosby, what's up with Unique Ngakwe? And about 12 seconds later, boom, Ian Rappaport says, Unique Ngakwe is headed to the Colts. And they're getting Rocky Asin back in return, a defensive back, a guy that I was a pretty big fan of when he was coming out of Temple in, in college. And so uh, the Raiders had a, a need at the cornerback position. I still think they do have a need at the cornerback position. I don't think that they're done, but it's a nice little start. So Unique Ngakwe, he put in uh, one hell of a year for the Raiders, I do think. you know, and, and he was really, I mean, he helped out with Max Crosby a lot. I think he helped push Max to be the guy that he was last season. Uh, obviously, Max put in a lot of work as well, but that one-two punch was a, a hell of a one-two punch. Now, again, that's going to 
you know, I'm sure that it's a little disappointing for Max because they were tight. But he knows it's a business. He just got his uh, his contract extension last week, and he's going to continue to go ahead and be that professional. And now you book in him with Chandler Jones, so it's not that's not too bad. Chandler Jones, this is like you said, not too bad. I think this is great. This is definitely an upgrade. Unique, he was great when he was here last season, mm-hmm. but he didn't necessarily get enough sacks. One thing that we do know about Chandler Jones is he's going to get those numbers. Yep, he's going to get those sacks. Yeah, I mean, hell, last season he got five to start the season off with. Uh, first yeah, game of the first game of the season got five. I don't know who he was playing, but yeah, it was, it was a good game <laughs> by him. It was a good game by him. <laughs> when you get in the mode, it's almost like it's almost like Steph Curry or Clay Thompson or or John Morant or Kyrie last night. You know, when you're in that certain zone. You could just do, there's nothing you can't do. Like, how many times has Max Crosby had a three-sack game? You know what I mean? Like, it just, it happens. They come in bunches like that. And sometimes you get lathered up, and you get against an opponent, and you say, like, oh, I'm taking this dude's lunch. I'm taking his lunch money. It's a wrap. He was taking Taylor Lewan's lunch all game. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Now I get the reference. He was playing your team. Okay. (laughs) All right. All that money on the left tackle. That's got to be the most defeating thing. Like, if you're getting balled up, maybe you can ask for a switch. Right. But when you're the offensive lineman, there ain't no switch. Right, right, <laughs> right, right, right. Hey, coach. Just sub, sub me out. Can you sub? <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. There, There is no. You're right. There is no sub when that comes to that situation. You can't really switch. Hey, man, let me go and play the left side real quick. Like, you can't hide. You can't hide. We need to double them. <laughs> That's funny. So Vic Tavor is going to join us at 2.30 just to talk about all the moving and shaking that the Silver and Black has done and uh, what he thinks may be coming because I don't think that they're done. Uh, I've been saying, and I said it on my podcast, like, hey, Raider Nation, settle down a little bit. It's not even the first day of the league year yet. Like, everyone was in a panic, and this is not to, you know, make anyone feel bad or anything, but everyone's in a panic and an uproar, and the season hadn't even started. It's literally one hour and five minutes old right now. That's it. But everyone was losing their damn mind because the moves that they thought were supposed to be made weren't being made. And I had people calling my podcast line talking about it. It's a, it's a full rebuild, Q. Why don't you just admit it? it's going to be a rebuild? I had people hit me on Twitter. Why don't you just admit it? Stop cutting for the team and say that, and just come out and say it's a rebuild. He doesn't want to tell the truth. Right. And I said, well, I'll say that when I believe it. And I don't believe it right now. Of course, we don't hear from those people afterwards, but that's okay. That's okay. I mean, hey, it's fine to, you know. Those people want to say, now what's next? Well, hey. We still need this. We still need that. Look, and I want to know what's next. I I think that there's still some moves that could be made. I still think there's some moves that that they can make. You know, you still have a Stephon Gilmore out there. You still have an Allen Robinson out there. Julio Jones just got released. I'm no thank you on Julio Jones for me. I was really pretty close to no thank you last season. I know a lot of people wanted to, you know, pound the table with him, but. I was like, eh, it's kind of not really, really reliable. It's kind of uh, availability is not really there. And, well, we saw what he did with the Titans and what he did his last, what, year with the Falcons? Just not the most reliable guy anymore. So he's kind of not that guy. So I'm, I'm good with that. But there's, there's a lot of players that had to get released before the actual season, the league year, opens up. You have to be camp compliant and you have to be cap compliant, excuse me, and now – uh, every team in the league is, and if you're not, you're going to be in trouble. So they had to go ahead and make sure to do that. So, again, we'll talk to Vic Tafer coming up at 2.30, all things silver and black. At 3 o'clock, it is March Madness. Again, we're on the eve of March Madness. Everything really gets cooking tomorrow. Very excited about the brackets. So we'll have Jason McCormick. He's the station's casino VP. He's going to join us to talk about the the lines and, and, and where you can win some money and how you can win some money when it comes to March Madness. And the tournament is one of those tournaments where – that's what everyone spends their money on. A lot of people bet on the Super Bowl, but a ton of people spend their money on March Madness when it comes up. And then you can get 
You can pick that team. You can try to ride that team. Parlays. If you <laughs> if you feel confident in your three or four teams, I know they're gonna win on day one. Boom. I, I know it's not easy money, but hey, it's a, it, the money's there to be won. Well, I told you before, scared money don't make money. I am scared money. There's a reason why I go to the casino and I play triple double diving because it takes no skill. Takes no nothing. You just hit a button and hope for the best. Oh man, but that's the beauty of a parlay. You can just yeah. close. You can close your eyes and yeah. pick three. Pick the three um, yeah. lower seeds. Hey man, I'll look. pick the one. And you know, maybe you even like that. You put down five dollars, you get back fifteen. You're a winner. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. <laughs> you you can be a winner all you want, but you just never know. You never know how some of these games are going to go. Like Gonzaga, Georgia State should be a blowout for Gonzaga, right? They're twenty four and a half point favorites. 23 and a half as of today. But you never know. That team could say, oh, we're going we're gonna to roll through Georgia State. Then all of a sudden, you know, it ends up being a 15-point a, a victory. Well, guess what? You still lose. Yeah, that's, those are the real tough ones because, you know, you obviously, Gonzaga, number one seed. But, man, 23 and a half. That's a lot of points. It's a lot of points. It's a lot of perks right there. You know, someone, anyone that's got, you know, half a salt of pride uh, is going to want to go ahead and cover that. You know, I'm just saying. Well, sometimes it ain't up to them. Well, sometimes it needs to be. <laughs> sometimes it needs to be. If you're getting a boat race by 23 and a half points, you got a problem. Something's wrong with you. I know. Gonzaga's great. <laughs> Number one team. In the, I get it. I get it. But damn it, if I got some pride, man, I ain't losing by 23 and a half. Actually, 24 points. What's your pride got to do when the other team's just better? <laughs> hey, look, man. You can, you can do a little bit something. You can do something. Pride has a lot to do with it. Would you be the guy that's like, yo, I got my 20 tonight? No. I don't know about y'all. No, I'm the guy that's screaming at the rest of my team to stop, you know, feeling sorry for yourself and come on. Get up off your, your off your shoulders and let's go. You know, act like you put the ball. I mean, the ball's the same for them as it is for us. The rim looks the same. What's the difference? I don't give a damn how much their talent is. You can make a bucket, play some defense, try to get in someone's way, attempt to stop somebody. You should never lose a game by 23 and a half points. Actually, 24 points. You shouldn't lose it by that much. I know it happens all the time, but it shouldn't. Teams start feeling bad for themselves. Oh, we just want to get this game over. Like, Kyrie wouldn't have got 60 on me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> not, not, I mean, if I was an NBA player. I mean, I, I, if I was an I, I NBA know player. I what you mean. But he would have got 60 on me and you. you. Know, but, I mean, you know they trying, too. Are they? I think NBA players at a certain time, especially because they're getting paid. They just, okay, well, hey, this was not our day. We'll come back tomorrow. Look you at the have, Lakers. The Lake, That's an example of the Lakers' whole season. They're trash. Absolute trash. The only one out there playing is 37-year-old LeBron. He's got to score 50 for that damn team to win. That's a shame. I was going to say, you ever hear Jalen Rose tell the story of Kobe's 81-point game? Yeah. He's, ne- he's never telling it like, yo, man, and then I was just like, you know what, Kobe? Do what you want to do tonight. <laughs> It was just he just couldn't stop scoring. Yeah, no well, matter who they put on, he him. was in, he was in that zone, the zone I was talking about earlier. He was in that that Chandler Jones get five sacks in a game zone. I mean, he was in that zone that that Kyrie scored sixty. Yeah, he was in that zone. I get it, but man, somehow that pride's got to kick in. You got to be like, look, damn it, you're not gonna keep embarrassing me. Something's got to give here. <laughs> Yo, all I can think about is you giving a hard foul. <laughs> I mean, maybe. <laughs> I ain't trying to hurt nobody. You're the guy man. who's getting ejected. Where it's just, I might. At least you ain't scoring 81 on me if I get ejected. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Then earlier today, DeMond had an opportunity to talk to Drew McIntyre, who's from the WWE. DeMond, you got to break this down because I don't know the WWE, but you had a chance to talk to Drew. So who is Drew? What's coming up? I know there's a big event coming here to Vegas. What's going on? Uh, the big event that's coming to Vegas in July is Money in the Bank. 
That's one. It's one of their big five pay-per-views now. Okay. But before that, April 2nd is WrestleMania, and he is one of their top guys. He's a big Scottish guy, comes out with a sword and a kilt, flames in his entrance. So he is Just one of the Just in time for St. Paddy's Day. Yeah, but he's Scottish, not Irish. Oh, yeah, my bad. Well, you said he <laughs> That's right, my bad. I just messed that one all the way up. All right. But, I mean, they all, they all over there. He's still considered, you know, the way the country shake out. He's right. still considered the first British WWE heavyweight champion of all time. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. that'll work. Yeah, but I was I was off on that one. But, hey, okay. So, anyway, you had an opportunity to talk to him. I don't know if we're going to get to that interview today. I'm, I'll be honest. I don't know if we are going like, but we have it. We have it. So, it's kind of like the Oren O'Neill type situation. We have it. It's money in the bank. We're going to play it sometime this week. We also have some boxers that we're going to be talking to this week as well. But I just don't know when we're going to get to it because there's days like today where there's so much going on. It's hard to just say, hey, we're going to pencil him in at 315 because that was the original plan. But I don't know if that plan is going to actually get executed. And then at 330, and this is one plan that will get executed, uh, my guy, Zach Burke. I call this dude my brother. And he's, look, he's no bracketologist. He don't work for ESPN. He's not Joe Lenardi. He's not... He's just Zach Burke, but he's my guy. No, he's my guy, and I used to work with him in Central Texas, and he's a big NCAA uh, college hoop guy. We He used to do a segment called Hoops with Goob, and it really wasn't called Hoops with Goob, but that was a nickname that we gave him was Goob, and so he actually called it Baseline to Baseline, like I do cover three, but um, he, he loves his the, the college hoop game. So I'm going to uh, have him on at about 3.30, 3.35, whatever, and he's just going to talk about some college hoops and what he's looking at as he looks at the bracket, what he's thinking. He's a big Michigan State fan. I'll go ahead and throw that out there right now. He's a huge Michigan State fan. He believes in Izzo he trusts. So, <laughs> you know, it's but we're going we're gonna to have a good conversation with him, man. I'm excited to talk to him. I haven't talked to him in a long time, and he'll give us his thoughts on the bracket, and then you can go to lvsportsnetwork.com and fill out your bracket for a chance to win $1,500 in prizes. So you see how that all ties together? You can win prizes. You got to listen to Zach and get your uh, get your information first and then make your own decisions. Oh, yeah. You said you got to listen to Zach. Uh, I don't know. The first sentence off this bio, nerdy sports fan. Okay. Yeah. Batman is better than Superman. Okay, I can get behind that too. And Bill Russell is the greatest basketball player oh, ever. Oh, hey, dog. Hey, dog. Me and, me and Zach. <laughs> me and Zach. Don't get him started. Oh, no. Hey, dog. Don't get him started on the Bill Ro- Russell conversation. Me and Zach used to have, and we'll ask him. You know what? We will ask him. We used it needs to, ha- to be addressed. No, we used to have like drag out fights on the air. Literally drag out fights. Like me and you have had some good ones. This, c- compared, those are nothing compared to what me and and, and Zach used to go through. Because I always, you know, I'm in the Michael Jordan camp, and he always used to claim Bill Russell. And look, the thing about it is, I, I respect everything Bill Russell's done and did in his career. I respect all the championships. And Zach used to say, "Well, yeah, look what all he did." All the stuff he had to deal with off the court and, you know, being a, a African-American and being in Boston and all this. And I'm like, Zach, you're younger than me. You don't know any of that. You didn't even see him play. And he's like, but I saw YouTube. And I was like, that doesn't count. So that you, I'm getting mad now. I got to take my sweatshirt off. I'm getting mad now. But we used to go and have knockdown, drag out fights. And then after we'd hang up the mic or turn off the mic, we'd still be going at it in the studio. It was hilarious. He, yeah, you get me fired up now. It's so funny because it's one of those eleven. Like that's the that's the oh, main man. argument. So it's it's oh Zach yeah oh, Zach, that's hilarious. No Zach is that guy. And then he was like, "Well, Michael Jordan was a bad human being." I was like, "I don't care. He was a bad man on the court. I don't care what he was <laughs> off the court. He's throwing the, He's a bad person." Hey man, I can't believe he still has that in his bio. That's hilarious. I know he's not a big Twitter guy at all. I mean, he doesn't I, he doesn't live on Twitter like we do. He can care less. But that's funny that he still has that because that's he believes it. Oh dog, you could ask him. Please do ask him. 
That conversation will be funny coming up at 3.30. So uh, we're going to be all over the place today on the show. Uh, very excited about the show, as we always are. We come in here, Unnecessary Roughness, 2 to 4 p.m. right here on Radio Nation Radio 920. With all that being said, let's go ahead and jump into the opening drive. The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 is brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. All right, Raider Nation, well, here's your time to shine. You know we have a loaded show today, but we want to hear from you throughout the course of the show as much as possible. 69187, keyword R&R, that's the Sam and Ash text line. And also, we want to hear from you on the Raider Nation listener line at 702-365-9200. What are your thoughts on the moves today? Good? Bad, indifferent, you think that the team has gotten better. I personally think the team has gotten better. I like Chandler Jones a lot. We were actually talking about Chandler Jones what last, just last week about what he brought to the table, and I thought that the, the Patriots traded him too early. They traded him to the, uh, to the Cardinals back in, what, 2016, and all he's done is gone on to shine. I think Jones is a huge addition to that Raiders defense, and I feel the other thing I'm excited about, Raider Nation, I'd love to hear from you about this as well, how exciting is it to see that the it looks like the Raiders' first priority is defense? How long has it been since the Raiders' priority has been defense? They're making moves on the defensive side of the of the ball. Now, there's there's reports that they're about to agree to deal with a, another running back as well, uh, Brandon Bolden, who catches the ball of the backfield. You know, so Jalen Richard, he's he's not returning. He's a, a unrestricted free agent right now. So you already saw the writing on the wall with him. So you have Kenyon Drake, you have Josh Jacobs, and you have Brandon Bolden added to the mix. So that was addressed on the offensive side of things. I still think they need a right tackle, but I love the fact that they're addressing the defense. They went out there and they signed Max Crosby to a four-year extension. They went out there and made the deal for Chandler Jones, gave him a nice chunk of change, $51 million, three-year deal, picked up a defensive back. I mean, their attention to detail is where? On the defense. And I'll be honest, I thought Chandler Jones, I thought his price point was going to be too high because, like you said, we mentioned him like last week. Yep. But I didn't think they were going to be, I'm not saying, that, oh, he's unattainable. He's worth the highest paid defensive end in the league money. But I just didn't think that the Raiders were going to pull him. I didn't think they were going to move over from Unique this fast. Right. No, I, I didn't I didn't have any idea what kind of moves they were going to make. I really didn't. Uh, I knew that, or I felt like in my in my gut that they were going to make some some moves. But until they do it, you just don't know. But how nice is it to know that they're, their attention to detail is on the defensive side of things. That is their priority. When was the last time defense was a priority for the Raiders? And I know the defense turned the corner last year under Gus Bradley. They did. They went out there and they made some good moves. They, they had to break down the offensive line to get some money to bring in the guys defensively. So they did do that last year. But, I mean, it's been years on top of years that the defense was just kind of like, oh, that's, that's going to be good enough. That's going to be good enough. I know they swung and, and, and missed on some, some free agents like Nick Wachowski, who was released earlier today. Also, Corey Littleton, who was released. He's going to be a post-June 1st. Carl Nassib, he got released. He's going to be a post-June 1st cut. I mean, they've tried, but I just love – I feel like that they're really prioritizing and they're getting guys and realizing what they, what they really need. And I still think – and if a lot of people have asked me, I still think that they're in play for Stephon Gilmore. I really do. Oh, they definitely are. They're, they still have money. Right. Well, I mean, it, they, they still have needs. They still have needs, in my opinion. And then the other good thing about it is, is they're going to have at least $20 million post-June 1st. So they got money right now that they're working with. They're going to have money post-June 1st. So maybe that's a Hunter Renfro extension. Maybe that's a Derek Carr extension. Maybe that's, you know, another move that they're planning on making. I don't know. Matter of fact, Raider Nation, if you have any idea what they're, you think that they're going to do with their just about $20 million they have post-June 1st, let me know about that as well. 
I want to hear from you. I really do. 702-365-9200. That's the Raider Nation listener line. And then the Salmon Ash text line, 69187, keyword R&R. Raider Richie from Arizona. Love the Chandler move. Solid guy who definitely produces. This dude takes care of his body, unlike AD of the Lakers. Go Suns. Raider Richie from Arizona. Man, every Laker fan just probably said amen. That dude, we call him at the barbershop Mr. Glass. Antonio, Antonio, um, uh, or Anthony Davis, excuse me. Anthony Davis is always injured. That dude's always injured. He can't stay healthy. I don't know what it is about that guy, but he cannot stay healthy. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I really do like the Chandler Jones move as well. I'm a big fan of that move. So I'm right there with you, Raider Richie in Arizona. And those sons do look really good. Now I ain't going to lie. I'm a warrior fan. So they look really good. <laughs> they look really good. I'd like them to calm it on down a little bit. And I know they'll get Chris Paul back at some point, but man, they are, they look like a hell of a squad. And I know they had that opportunity to win the, the whole thing last year against Milwaukee. Just came up a little bit short, but man, they look like they're going to be right there ready to make it happen. I'm just hoping that Draymond being back with the Warriors now gets them going where they need to be. They're that much better. When your engine is in the car, you can go. That's, that's what they needed. Okay. It ain't no okay. That's the truth. Draymond is there. That's their engine, dog. Don't get that twisted. Don't get me in that conversation. Don't get me started on that conversation. I promise you that he's the he's the thing that makes everything go. How about this from a delivery man out in the 510? What's up, Q? What's up, DeMar? What's up, Raider Nation? I love that they're making moves on defense. I hope they go and try to get the Honey Badger and Stephon Gilmore. Defense hasn't been a priority since the early 2000s or maybe before my time in the 70s and 80s. Raiders got me hyped about Chandler Jones. He is hell of an addition. Rushing the passer, pass, passer, plus good addition in the run game. D, let's go. I like that. I like that. I had to blank out one of the letters in that, but it's okay. Oh, okay. okay. That's, that's what that pause was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I had to edit on the fly, man. I'm not trying to get in trouble. All I mean, right. that's all good. All right. This text right here is for DeMont adding to the convo, so I'm assuming they means DeMont <laughs> without a T. But you could be like Lamont. <laughs> we can call you just whatever we want to. Yeah, What's up, man. DeMont? <laughs> My grandma, you know, God bless her soul, she would be like, Demon, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Grandmama, it's Demon. Yeah, that's what, what I said. What, what am I going to tell her? You ain't going to tell her a damn thing. You're going <laughs> to let her call you whatever the hell she wants to call you. My homeboy, Corey, man, my best friend, his mom just passed away not too long ago. Uh, she used to call me Clue instead of Q. She'd be like, Clue, can I have a ride to the store? I was like, yes, mama. <laughs> and Corey would be like, mama, his name is Q. And she's like, that's what I said, dummy, Clue. <laughs> I was like, it's all good, man. She can call me whatever she wants to. I ain't going to. I ain't going to say nothing. Uh, the text says, in the short-term amount. Oh, okay, we're talking wrestling here. This is really for you. In the short amount, AEW has been around. It's better product than WWE. I'm not going to get excited just taking one day at a time. For past years, Q has hyped me up and only to fall for the banana in the tailpipe. Arnett, Edwards, Abram, Kukki, et cetera. Not this year, though. I'm going to chill and wait for the season to start. I did, I did get excited about Arnett. I thought Arnett was going to be somebody. After I heard the explanation, I didn't have a, any idea who he was until I heard the explanation of why they went and got him. That didn't work out. Edwards, I still think there's hope for him. I don't know if I got too hyped on Jonathan Abram. I don't think I did. Nick Kukowski, I know he was supposed to be a good linebacker and really come through, but he didn't. I mean, he did okay. He was all right. Was he? Yeah, he was okay. Especially his first year, he was okay. He, I wasn't, think, he I, wasn't the end-all, be-all, but he was, he was okay. Exactly. I think that the expectations were a little too high for him, and maybe he didn't ask for it. But he was a backup in Chicago, and then he's like, hey, we want you to be the – I remember it was so much with yeah. Gunther. He's got the green dot. Right. The green dot this, right. the green dot that. Yeah. Did we ever ask him, did he want the green dot? Right. 
You know, some players like we were well, talking no, about he, last he, week. He's a role player. I think I think he did. Oh, how about this news right here? Oh, something breaking? Yep. Former Raider, former Raider fullback, Alec Ingold, is signing a two year deal worth up to seven point five million dollars with the Miami Dolphins. Mike McDaniel loves his fullbacks, and Ingold's about to become the second highest paid one in the NFL. So shout out to Alec Ingold. Uh, I'm not mad at that at all. Very happy for him. Uh, as a matter of fact, what he did earlier today, this is great timing. Uh, Chase Stevens put this out on Twitter earlier. In the final hours of his contract as a Las Vegas Raider, Alec Ingold brought words of wisdom and inspiration, plus some high fives and a huddle to students at Coral, Coral, uh, or Coral Academy uh, Windmill Campus in Henderson. So he was out there visiting with the kids, working with the kids, doing all that, you know, sharing his story and everything, talking about. And that was uh, in high school, right? Um, I'm, yeah, I guess uh, Corel Academy. Oh, it wasn't Coronado? No, 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 Corel. Oh. It's the uh, Academy of Science. No, it's K-12, through a K-12 through public charter school. Anyway, he was with the kids today. Look at this guy. That's awesome. That's awesome. And now he gets rewarded with a two-year, $7.5 million deal with the Dolphins, second-highest-paid fullback in the league. That's awesome. That's a hell of a story right there. This dude was went from being an undrafted free agent to being the second-highest-paid fullback in the league. That's cool. And then I love that story because, obviously, he knows, he knew that he wasn't going to be back with the team. Right. But keeping that prior commitment to kids in Vegas, yeah. they am still come to, I don't know if it was just to give us that shows That shows yeah. the character that he is. A great guy. That shows the character that he has. We got time for one call before we take a break? Uh, yes, we do. Who we got up? Let's get to Jared right here in the 702. Jared, what's on your mind? Welcome to the show. What's going on, Q? Chilling, man. How's it going? Chilling. Yo, I guess some of the Raider Nation can put away those umbrellas, huh? It's not falling anymore. Right, right, exactly. Right, right, right. Oh, man, I love this Chandler Jones deal. Uh, I mean, Yannick was what he was. Um, wasn't my favorite player. He did a good job, but, man, I love me some Chandler Jones. There you go. Uh, if you want to go back and grade, you know, all that initial reaction to the Chargers and bringing in this and that, you know what? I'll take me Chandler Jones any day of the week, you know. So um, I'm happy with what we got. I think that we're going to continue to add. I really like the trade that we made. Uh, <clears throat> departing with Yannick, I think we got a good young cornerback that's on the rise. I'd like to see some Bradbury and not so much um, Gilmore okay. because I would rather stay with the, the young but experienced, you know what I'm saying? And um, – <clears throat> I think that getting rid of Carl Nassib, um, sad to see him go, but excited what it means for Malcolm Coons. Yeah. I think that dude was coming on. I think there's a role for him in between, you know, what Chandler Jones and, and the Mad Max are going to have. And, man, I love the way it's shaping out. Um, unlike everybody else, like I said, Bradbury and then maybe some Miles Jack. And I'll be all over that cheese, bro. Let's go. <laughs> nice. I like it. Get all over that cheese, my man. Appreciate the call. Good stuff. 226 is the time. When we come back, we'll talk to Vic Tafer. We'll break down everything that's been going on. What are his thoughts? Have the Raiders got better today in his opinion? We'll find out next. It's Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. What does it mean to be a Raider? What to you, what does it mean to be a Raider? Man, being a Raider is not just being a football player. It's not about the, just the jersey or just the, just the helmet. It's about a lifestyle. It's about, it's about loyalty. It's about doing whatever you have to do to help your brothers, to help your family. That's what it's all about. It's never putting yourself above the shield. That's what being a Raider is all about. 
Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. After a couple days of, well, not hearing anything, surrounding the silver and black, a couple guys left in free agency, agreed to deals like Zay Jones agreed to a deal with the Jaguars. Other cats you knew were agreeing to deals. Heard about Nicholas Morrow agree with the deal with the Bears. Everyone's thinking, what's going on with the Raiders? Are they sleeping at the wheel? What are they doing? Well, now they're making all kind of moves. Fast and furious that the league year is officially here. And to help us break everything down is Vic Tafer from The Athletic. He joins us now on the phone lines. And Vic, thank you so much for your time. And before we get into some of the moves that the Raiders made, how about one of the latest moves that I just saw pop up on my Twitter timeline? Alec Engle, two-year deal with the Dolphins, $7.5 million, second highest paid uh, fullback in the NFL. What are your thoughts on, on Alec Engle getting that kind of a deal? Yeah, man, it's great news for him. I think some of us were surprised when he got uh... – Got cut, but it kind of made sense, I guess, there's a whole new regime coming in. But uh, it's a great place for him. You know, Dolphins have used the fullback a lot with McDaniel. So I think he's uh, definitely got his respect. And, um, yeah, very happy for him. Yeah, no, that's all we could say as well. I mean, that was that was, that was was cool. You know, he was at a school today in Henderson, and then he finds out about this deal two years, $7.5 million a little bit later. So I thought that was really cool. Now, on to some of the news that involves the Raiders directly. Uh, Chandler Jones, he agrees to a three-year deal, $51 million. Uh, I wondered immediately when I saw that, what's going to happen with Unique Ngakwe? We find out he's traded to the Colts, and Rocky Sin is, is returning defensive back from the Colts. Uh, what did you think about that that series of transactions, and how much did that help the Raiders improve their defense? Yeah, I think it helps them. I think definitely for me the biggest thing is it shows you how, again, you know, new guys come in with Zee McDaniels have their own ideas and the guys they want and obviously Charlie Jones was a big part of the Patriots uh, his first four years and both those guys were there. Patrick Graham was there and then also so they know exactly what he brings. I think they're gonna be more of a three or four defense and they can be on one side and have Max on the other side and I think um clearly at that point Gakley was kind of not necessary because they kind of been moving pretty quickly. So um Normally, you wouldn't trade a pass rusher for a cornerback, but in this case, I think it made sense. I've always liked Yesin. Mm-hmm. I think he's a physical cornerback. He's gotten better in the last uh, couple of years in his coverage. He's really good now in the man coverage. And uh, uh, so. To me, it makes sense. The whole thing, I think, made sense to me today. Yeah, I like it. I do. Uh, I like it a lot. Chandler Jones is a, a player I've always respected. Even when he was with New England, they traded him to Arizona, and now uh, he's in the silver and black with the Raiders. So, uh, Rocky Sin, you, you mentioned him. Uh, you know, being being traded for, and now he's uh, uh, one of the corners in the in the secondary. Uh, does that take him out of the the running for another cornerback in free agency? In your opinion? Well, probably for a top-end guy. I think they were definitely in on Stephon Gilmore. I think he wanted maybe too much money. He's still on the, on the board right now. I think he wants like $13, $14 million a year. So uh, this way you go a different direction. You get a guy who's younger. Uh, he's, he'll be in his last year of his contract. He has since. He's got to, I think, get to a new deal at some point pretty quickly here. But um, definitely a lot less than what guys like Gilmore were looking for. So I think you still have to add more pieces. You still need more cornerbacks. Maybe not. Uh, number one, number two, that at this point anymore. Talking right now with Vic Tafer from the Athletic here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio nine twenty. Uh, what do you think about Casey Hayward? He's a guy that a lot of Raider Nation wants to see come back. I feel like he's going to Indy. Where do you think he ends up? Yeah, I was just talking to uh, people in Indianapolis on the radio there, and I said that you know, they're all worried about you saying how they're going to replace him. Like, well, yeah, as much as Gus Bradley loves Ngakwe, he also loves Casey Hayward. So I think also right now is there in Indianapolis. So I think. To me, that makes perfect sense, Max, especially with uh, yeah, Finn Gunn. We need a cornerback to replace him, and I think Casey winds up with the Colts. 
Yeah, Vic, the Raiders, they seem to be making a lot of moves on the defensive end. But when it comes to offense, does this the signs point to getting a receiver in the draft now or still getting someone in free agency? Well, you know, they, they, to me, they need an X receiver. They need someone to play the X. And, I mean, I'm not sure what Al Robinson's going to go for, but probably too much. But there's also guys like Mark Kiff, Scaling out there. There's still guys out there. I mean, J.J. Uh, Schuster. There's, um, so if you want to go that route, there's still guys in the season market you can get. But to, to me, it always makes more sense. Just if you want a speed guy, just get one in the draft. I think it'd be cheaper. You can get more upside there. I think um, I wouldn't worry about that uh, as much about them. To me, I would focus on the O-line at this point as far as uh, the free agents go. Yeah, and speaking of O-line, uh, Morgan Moses, he agreed to a deal with the Ravens, three years, $15 million. I thought that that was nothing. I thought that was very doable. Obviously, the Raiders didn't go make that move. Who do you think, if it's free agency-wise, who do you think would be a good fit for the uh, right tackle position? I'll have a, you know what? I don't want to have any names. We haven't really come up to date too much on the guys from coming and going, but uh, I think he's a guy who's a solid plug-in piece. I think. I mean, I'm not sure what they want. Well, do other would, but uh, I think it might be best to put uh, get like a, a stable guy at right tackle and move Alex inside to um, to guard. And also, you know what? Denzel Good still around. Denzel Good could also play tackle, so I yeah. wouldn't. Be surprised does look good still in the mix of both the tackle and, and the guard spots. I, I can't almost believe that I'm even asking you this, but Trent Brown is visiting the Seahawks. Any chance you think he visits the Raiders? I would definitely say no, but you know, again, you know, I mean, Joshua Daniels knows them probably better than most of us do. So if they get along well, you never know. He definitely would be a guy who'd come in and have an impact. He's not going to get the, the big money he got in years past. So. But I still, I still can't imagine it. I mean, he had problems while he was here, staying on the field. There's a whole thing with the medical staff where he said they punctured, you know, he had a bad shot when in Cleveland that one game. So, uh, to me, there's too much baggage. But again, I mean, you never know, man. When, when times get desperate, you need a guy, and if the girls like something. If your money's right, then uh, I guess never say never. Then it could be a possibility. We're talking right now with Vic Tafer from The Athletic here on Radio Nation Radio 920. Okay, how about Bilal Nichols? He's a guy that actually I woke up and that was the news of the day that, okay, the Raiders have agreed to a deal with him. He's a defensive tackle, comes over from the Chicago Bears. Uh, how do you think he impacts that defensive line? Yeah, he's a good, uh, young, hard-trying guy. He's a big guy. I think Patrick Graham likes bigger, bigger guys up front, inside. I think the guys, they all... Had last year probably won't come back now. I think you know, like guys like Solomon Thomas and Quentin Jefferson, Darius Phylon, uh, Hank is maybe come back. Who knows? But I just think at this point, you look at the defense, what they're doing. To me, it points to them being a three-four defense. They mm-hmm. got Billings from the Bengals, and they got this guy Nichols, two guys who can play other things, but really, for the most part, they're kind of most tackles. So uh, I see them being a three-four most of the time when not in nickel, and therefore I think that. Uh, all of the good tackles had last year probably won't be back next year. When Patrick Graham had his introductory press conference, he really mentioned the sub packages and how he's going to need some good corners out there. Do you think that the Raiders have anything to trade for to get uh, James Bradbury from New York? It's a great question. I think that would be a great fit as far as, um, but now the salary cap stuff, I mean, he's still going to be a $13 million hit, I want to say, in the cap. So after Jones' uh, deal, I mean, that might be a little harder, but. Um, they won't take much. I think they might just take like a fourth or fifth round pick to get them. So I think it's mostly going to be you know, how you fit them in your cap. But uh, I like him. I think he's a good player. Obviously, he and Graham also go back, and that'd be a nice piece. But at this point, I think the kind of direction they went in was with, uh, with Jones and, and Yassin. I'm not sure they have that money in our budget for another uh, 
top cornerback. Before we let you go, Vic, I wanted to ask you, speaking of money in the budget, they're going to have about $20 million post-June 1st uh, after Corey Littleton, uh, his his deal goes through, Carl Nassib as well, be almost $20 million. What do you think they do with that? Is that an in-house extension? Is that just extra money to have, or is that maybe another move they have coming uh, that we don't know about? I mean, at some point you got to address with Hunter Renfro, right? That's you know, right. the next guy who's down to the fall. Then you got Derek Carr. What do you do with him? You're going to give him a shorter extension. They're going to guarantee his money this year. So you're going to need some of that money for the in-house guys, I think. But uh, clearly, there's still a lot of holes to fill on the rest of the team. So I think they'll need that money for both those things. Right. No doubt about it. Well, Vic, uh, good stuff as always, my man. It's about an hour and a half into the new league year. There's a lot of moving and shaking going on. It's hard to keep up. The Raiders just agreed to a deal with fullback Jacob Johnson, a one-year deal. Of course, Brandon Bolden from the uh, the, the Patriots comes over as well. So uh, the, the running back room is starting to shape up as well. Uh, so, yeah, there's a lot of things happening. Vic, we appreciate you as always, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Uh, but happy New Year. All right. Happy League Year to you, my man. I appreciate you. And again, that's how it goes. It's fast and furious. As we're talking to Vic about different moves, all of a sudden, Shefty's tweeting out, former Patriots fullback Jacob Johnson has agreed to a one-year deal with the Raiders. Boom. Brandon Bolden, I mentioned him at the top of the show. He's a guy that can catch the ball out of the backfield. I think he had 41 catches last uh, last year for New England. So uh, clearly you got a nice little running back room shaping up. Josh Jacobs, Kenyon Drake, Brandon Bolden, Jacob Johnson. I know they have Sutton Smith on the line, uh, on the, the roster right now, but as Deshaun Reed uh, tweeted out, fullback Sutton Smith will likely be cut as his deal is non-guaranteed. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, that's the way it goes. I mean, that's They're just, bringing in those familiar faces? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot of a lot of New England people, and, and we knew that that was going to happen. You know, we don't know how they're going to operate through the draft, but uh, we knew in free agency that there was a ton of guys that were former New England Patriots or current New England Patriots that they might be interested in, and, well, here you go. That's what it is. But I'm not mad at that. If uh, Josh McDaniels knows how to use these guys and get the most out of them, like a Brandon Bolden, go for it, right? And then with Alec Ingold, we love him, you know, great fan favorite here. But he he, he is one of the best fullbacks in the league. And he is the second pay, second highest paid fullback in, after that new deal, right? Right, exactly. And I don't think that the Raiders had the cap to give him that deal. Or wanted it. Or yeah. wanted to give well, that, that kind of money. I mean, you know, they just, they, they knew what he was, uh, you know, what he could have got. And I think credit to the Raiders, really. Because they probably could have traded him. They probably could have found a, a, a trade partner. And if Miami wanted him bad enough, they probably could have traded for him. But I think the Raiders were, were cool when they said, hey, you know what? We're going to let you go. We'll let, let you go ahead and get your deal. He was a restricted free agent, so they could have put a tender on him if they wanted to. you know, Or they could have signed him and then flipped him. But they didn't. They let him They let him go and get his free agent money. And a, a, a two-year deal worth up to $7.5 million is great. That's a great get for Alec Ingold, who's been nothing but a – a uh, 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 class A citizen. You know what I mean? Like he on and off the field. Let's not get it twisted. I mean, that dude was uh, a heartbeat in the locker room and he was uh, he was like, again, a, a class A citizen off the field. I mean, that dude was fantastic. So got to give Alec Ingold a lot of credit for just being him uh, and, and handling his business. So he gets rewarded today. Two year deal worth up to seven and a half million dollars. Well, Raider Nation, I want to hear from you. 702-365-9200. What do you think of the moves of the day? Are you happy? Are you not happy? Do you want another move to come down? What do you want? Hit us up, 702-365-9200, text line, 69187, keyword R&R. This is Raider Nation Radio, 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio, 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy, Q. Lots of news coming through, fast and furious. 2.46 is the time. Many thanks to our guy Vic Tafer from The Athletic joining us in the last segment. Just saw this tweet. The Raiders are signing former Dolphins and Eagles wide receiver Mac Hollins. 
One-year deal. Eh. That doesn't do too much for me. 14 catches with the Dolphins last season. 223 yards, four touchdowns, long as 65. I don't know. He's a former fourth-round pick, 2017. 28 years old. He's never had more than 16 catches in a season. He did have four touchdowns in 2021, which is a career high. He's only got six. 6'4", 220. Big target. Yeah. There's upside. There is. I uh, I don't. I mean, look, I don't know what the plans are. Obviously, they're still putting the plan to, in, in place. You see they're bringing in the guys that they want, and that's fine. That's all we can do is watch and observe and see how it all shakes out. For my money, I would uh, continue to try to develop Brian Edwards. I really would. But, I mean, you got Matt Collins on a one-year deal. Doesn't mean he's even going to make the yeah, roster. Yeah, I was going to say, this guy might not even make it out of right. camp. No, it's, it's true. It's just, you know, you kind of look at it and you say, okay, well, there you go, you know. Talking about wide receivers, oh, that's that's a that's a you know decent guy, a guy that's gonna you know uh, uh, you know he'll be a, he'll be a special teams guy as well. So that's cool, you know that that's just another another piece of news coming out. Uh, he led Miami in yards per catch, special teams tackles, and was second with four receiving touchdowns. There you go. So he's gonna be uh, a mainly a special teams dude. So uh, don't expect a whole lot from him as far as wide receivers go. But uh, we want to hear from you. Seven zero two three six five. He ha- he has a fantastic set of hair. Or his head of hair is is awesome. You'll <laughs> you'll appreciate that. You could appreciate that. I know you'll appreciate that. He has got the fro of all fros. I was you're, gonna say because like yeah, he on his pro football reference page, he's only got a, he's only got braids. Oh really? Oh yeah. Well, the fro of all fros is good. Let me uh, let me go ahead and try to show you my computer real quick. There it is. That's oh yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. That's cartoonish. That yeah it it kind of is. It kind of is. Uh yeah that that'll be good. I I knew you to be able to appreciate that. But let's go out to the Rare Nation listener line at seven zero two three six five nine two hundred. Who we got first? Ruben right here in Vegas. Ruben, what's on your mind? Welcome to the show. Hey, what's going on, guys? No, I just wanted to call in on the Yandakwe and Alec uh, Ingle. Just want to wish them nothing but the best, you know. And, you know, and Vinny was saying this morning on, on the Baker show that you got to find the players that fit your scheme, you know. You know, you're not always going to get keep the players that your big name that Raider Nation was all stressed out about the last few days. You got to find players that fit the system, fit the scheme. And, and that's all we want. You know, we want to get these guys that fit the system, fit the scheme. And just win, baby. That's all. That's all. That's all. That's what it's all about. It really is. And so, yeah, guys are going to be brought in. Guys are going to fit the scheme and, and, and attempt to fit the scheme that Josh McDaniels wants to run. You're absolutely 100% right about that. And that's why there's a lot of turnover. I mean, there's a lot of turnover every year if you have the same coach and the same scheme. There's still a lot of turnover. But when you have a whole new staff, you're going to have a lot of turnover. And that's just what it is. And it's just that the Raiders, that a lot of these previous moves, they just didn't work out. Right. No, a lot of them, and, and look, that's what it is. I mean, teams make moves every single single year, and some of them work out, a lot of them don't, you know, and that's just, that's the nature of the beast, and that's what's, uh, I guess, the, the crapshoot when it comes to free agency. You know, you're hoping for the best, and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, Josh Dubell had a tweet from the Gruden era, the, high, the 10 highest paid players that Gruden and Mayock signed, well, Gruden, because he was there all three years, but all of those guys are gone and didn't last three years. Right. Exactly. It's just what happens. You know, they, they get, uh, you know, and I'll, I'm not saying that the Raiders in general, I'm saying teams in general, they see a guy, they, they feel like he's going to do what he's been doing. And they, there's a reason why they like him. There's a reason why they want to go sign him. And then sometimes it works. A lot of times it doesn't. It's just, the, again, the nature of the beast when it comes to free agency. Uh, 702-365-9200. Who we got up next? Passionate Raider. Passionate. What's on your mind? Welcome to the show. What's up, guys? Man, oh, man, when I was on hold with you guys, my mom had chimed in, and um, she got settled in at the new place, man. They said she's uh, almost a week ahead of 
And she's been up moving around, walking, and they, they couldn't believe how, how much movement she has already. So I was pretty touched by that just now. But, nice. man, when I got off work earlier again, man, I kind of just picked up Twitter and, and, and caught the front half, and I thought they said Chris Jones, not Chandler Jones. <laughs> so, you know, I was kind of a little like, okay, that's kind of a little confusing. But then again, Yannick, you know, you grew to you grew to love the guy for his heart, for what he brought to the team, and then you hear him gone, and then you know, like with Alex, you know, I, I said a couple months ago, man, about like, like Josh McDaniels just reminds me of Proctor from Power. If y'all know what I'm talking about, you know, and you know, they told us from the get go that there wasn't going to be no rebuild. We weren't gonna and we're uh, yada yada yada. But man, we are not looking the writing on the wall that's happening. It's going to be a complete rebuild. I don't care what they say. It is. It is. Coaching, players now, their system, Patriot way, Raider way. But you know what? Who cares? Who cares? It's it's upsetting that you get attached to players that become team guys that fit Raiders. You know, Alex Alex Ingle, man. Like, I mean, I'm sure the guy, is he worth the money that he has got? Yes, but he was worth it in our locker room and, I don't know, man. It's just stuff like that. And, again, it's making me think while I was listening to earlier people talk about, like, are some of these guys were just held back around with Gruden because they were just, like, buddy buddies, and now we're seeing a coaching come in where it's not going to be buddy buddy. It's going to be, like, high player, I'm coach, and this is the way it's going to be. I mean, I think that's kind of what we're leaning to. But I don't know, man. I'm still I'm still going to be a little skeptical until I see it on the field, man, because – Again, they told us no rebuild, and we are in complete rebuild mode. So, All right. Th- hey, thank you for the call. And I'll say this. I don't know how you look at it as a rebuild when you just went out and made a move for Chandler Jones. You just gave him a big deal. You just made a trade for Rocky Sin. You're still in, the, in, in play for other guys. I don't see how you see it as a real rebuild. Yeah, there's different players, but that's every team. I don't understand how you would consider that a rebuild. If they just sat on their, on their hands and not do anything... I could see where you're coming from. And if they decided to trade their quarterback and they did, I could, okay, I get it. But if you remember when Reggie McKenzie came in as the GM, didn't he tear it down to the nuts and bolts? Didn't he get rid of all the out of whack contracts and have a bunch of guys that really shouldn't have been playing out there. And then they built up their draft stock and their, their draft capital. And they built up their, their salary cap space. That was a rebuild. When John Gruden decided to trade Mac and when, John Gruden decided to trade Cooper. That was a rebuild. I don't think there's any bone Josh McDaniel's body that is here to win four games. I mean, if if you're talking about a reload, that's one thing. But a rebuild? You don't go sign Chandler Jones to a three-year, $51 million deal if you're rebuilding. That's like me. That's like me going and getting a brand-new paint job on the car just to turn around and, and sell it. I'm not going to do that. Or go fix it. Transmission's out. Well, okay, let me go pour a bunch of money into it just to just to push it off the cliff. <laughs> you know what I mean? And try to go, I don't I don't get it. It's not a rebuild. Yeah, that was a real head scratcher of a call. It's not a rebuild because, at yeah, all. Everything that they've done today contradicts a rebuild, like you're saying. I'm confused. I really am. I, I don't I don't get it. I don't understand where the term rebuild would come from when they're out there making aggressive moves. And we're less than two hours into the new league year. I mean, that's just me, though. 
We got time for one more call. 702-365-9200. Dave, you're up. Dave. Hey, good afternoon, Q. Hey, good afternoon, Q. Hey, I appreciate you getting me on here. Appreciate you giving me love on the pod. This is Dave B757. Uh, for DeMond, hey, go hit the gym. Have a built bar, brother. Hey, so, <laughs> right? Hey, plenty plenty of things, right, to be happy with as Raider Nation today, right? I mean, you're bringing in guys like Nichols, Jones, Phillips, Rocky Sin. I've got to be pumped. We're addressing definite needs. You know, sorry to see Yannick and Ingle go. Nassib, Kwiatkowski, hey, best, of, best ability is availability, like you say, Yes, to sir. You. Those yes, guys sir. need the bill, right? Yep. You know, notwithstanding, you know, bringing on Bolden, and I, I think there was one of the wide receiver signing, uh, or at least uh, potential signing, you know, brought up. You know, I think we kind of know, based on what we're doing here in free agency, we kind of know how the draft is going to go, right? O-line and wide receiver, right? So, you know, that's a stark difference from what we've had in the past, right? We, we don't know what's coming. Plenty of banana in the tailpipe situations there, <laughs> right? So, my, my question here is, you know, Q, with, with what you see in free agency so far, how do you see the draft going? Do you see it my way where we go O-line and wide receiver or, or we wait and see on, on what we do in free agency? Over to you. Yeah, good, hey, good stuff. And you know what? It's starting to put the little blueprint together. I mean, I can't 100% say this is what they're going to do. This move is going to be the next move coming. But I think the wide receiver O-line, I think that's definitely a priority. Uh, I think it's going to be something that's going to be addressed here in free agency, but I also could definitely see it being addressed in a major way in the draft as well. And there's some really good wide receivers in the upcoming uh, draft. That's what I'm, I'm kind of excited about because you just know that you can get a guy that's a young dude and, and you're hoping that he becomes a young stud and then he can grow with your team for years to come. And, and there's some good guys out there. And that's why I made the point of if you're not going to go get a difference maker at the wide receiver position right now, Go get, you know, go get a guy in the draft that you think is going to be a difference maker. A lot of people right now on uh, Twitter reacting to Josh Jacobs' tweet. He said, I'm just going to go ahead and apologize to Raider Nation. You'll see why soon. And then he's also said, I'm going to go back to my roots. And so everyone's kind of tripping. Damn, much love. I hope this blank is a, just a number change, bro. It's probably just a number change with all the trades for the A's. I can't handle any more bad news. Uh, so a lot of people are thinking that, Maybe Josh Jacobs is on his way out. Uh, I, I don't know what that means. All I know is the tweet that he put out. I'm just going to go ahead and apologize to Raider Nation. You'll see why soon. I'm going back to my roots. 2.57 is the time. We'll come back, kick off hour number two of the show. Jason McCormick from Stations Casino. He's the VP. He'll join us next. This is Raider Nation Radio 920.